Megan with Monarch Roofing, and I am here with Anna Maltos from uh, SRS. She's the branch manager there. Welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I just thought Monarch uses SRS as one of our distributors, and I just wanted to bring you on to talk about this year of COVID and what that has meant for the, our industry and just kind of start us off at first about your background. Like give us sure. a little bit about your background. Yeah. So I started with SRS six years ago out of college. They recruited me. I went to NC State uh, and studied supply chain management in Spanish. Uh, so they recruited me into their manager and training program and I went to work for them in Texas. I worked for them in New Mexico. I work, then I went to work in Columbia, South Carolina, and then I ultimately really wanted to come back home to North Carolina. I'm from Lumberton originally, and Wilmington is a great place to live, so this was just close enough to my family in Lumberton, so I, I really wanted to get back to Wilmington, and uh, they were supportive enough of me to get me a job back here, back home, so I came to Wilmington about three years ago, and I was the assistant manager for a while, and uh, then my manager retired, and I took his role as branch manager about about a year and a half ago. Well, congratulations. Thank you. Got promoted. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's a definitely a great feeling. I mean, we, it's the branch itself has uh, grown so much. Um, I mean, we had Hurricane Florence. We've had all these challenges, and that was one thing when COVID hit, and there was all this uncertainty around it. You know, everybody's fearful of losing their jobs. You know, we're fearful that we're going to lose all our customers or that people aren't going to get their roofs done. Um, it just brings out a lot of fears and employees and stuff. And I and I just sat everybody down. I was like, guys, we made it and we thrived through Hurricane Florence. We are going to get through anything. I mean, we're going to have different challenges, but like this, we made it <laughs> through Florence and we survived and we made money and we you know did a good job for our customers. So we will figure it out. You know, we don't worry about that. We're going to get through it and we're going to figure it out. And thankfully, um, we'll probably get into the whole COVID effects in a little <laughs> bit. But thankfully, um, demand really hasn't. Um, gone away. Shortened. It yeah. has not dropped at all. I think um, I think a lot of people are taking that money that they normally would have spent on vacations or um, things other than home improvement and they're focusing on improving their homes and getting projects done that maybe they've waited around to do. And you know what, here on the coast we we get hurricanes all the time. So you, you people are thinking about that, getting prepared for hurricane season. Um, so I think we are a little bit, um, we have a little bit more of a buffer in Wilmington than a lot of other areas. So we're very lucky, very blessed to live here. Um, and I'm I'm just so proud of my team here in Wilmington. I mean, we've come so far in the last three years. So uh, we're geared up for more. We're well, ready you, to go. you mentioned Hurricane Florence, and then of course we've had Dorian, and now we've had COVID. So it's like left and right. Yeah. Uh, the, the natural disaster to the pandemic. We're um, just rolling with the punches. <laughs> I mean, I, I feel like you had to be prepared for this given Florence and all that 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 challenge, uh, you know, how that how that challenge kind of made you rise to the occasion, I would say. Definitely. I mean, it was it was a little chaotic and I, I'm not going to lie, I had never worked a hurricane, post-hurricane before. I had worked hailstorms out in Texas and New Mexico, uh, but that's a little bit different. I mean, with hailstorms, you're not looking at like total destruction of properties like you did, you know, after Florence. Um, and we've had a couple of hurricanes since then, but nothing as bad as Florence. That's why I keep, you know, referencing Florence, just because I mean the trees are down. You know, with hailstorms, you don't see that 
devastation like you do with hurricanes. Um, but and so hailstorms were big money for us, you know, insurance claims and everything. But I mean, I had never dealt with a hurricane before um, Florence, and so I really was underprepared, uh, inventory wise. Uh, mentally, team. I mean, I needed to pretty much double my team overnight. Um, And and there's natural challenges with that. You know, we don't want truck drivers who aren't qualified. We don't want people representing us in the marketplace that aren't, you know, conducting themselves in a safe way. Um, But my company just did such a great job of, of rallying around us and I mean my VP came to me and he and I was frantic I was you know frazzled worrying about everything trying to make all these decisions and he just said stop stop what you're doing and I said oh I can't stop I got all this stuff to do and he said what do you need from me and I said I need people I need people who know what they're doing I need people who can pull orders I need warehouse guys I need forklifts I need trucks I need shingles and he (laughs) said Okay, I will work on that. And he just went to work and he found me people that worked for our company in like the Midwest that were winterized at the time and they often have seasonal layoffs. So instead of being laid off, they came to work here. We were renting houses for people, uh, for workers. So we had like three houses that we were renting on a month-to-month basis for people to work from the Midwest. Um, So I had drivers, I had warehouse guys, I had inside salespeople, I had people typing up orders. it was just pretty wild, but my company really, they you know, sat me down and said, what do you need? We're here to support you. I said, I need people. Next thing you know, I, I'm looking in my office and I'm like, who are you? And they're like, oh, I work here for you. <laughs> like, oh, I don't even know who you are, but nice to meet you. I'm Anna. And they're like, oh, I've been here for a week. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I didn't even know who you were. And they're like, I'm from Kansas City. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm just here. I'm living. I'm like, which house are you living in? <laughs> you know? um, so yeah, we, we really geared up quickly. And I mean, there were some growing pains uh, in that. I think we had to step up our communications to customers. We were just getting so many phone calls. And we actually, actually we had to really prioritize uh, business, hmm. um, which I don't like saying no to anybody. Like when I get an order, you know, that's that's kind of who, what our company is yeah, based on. Yeah. We get excited. We, we're salespeople. Um, but we, we had people, workers coming from all over the country and not that they are not deserving of good service and deserving of the best that we have to give but we can't at that point we were we had so many customers that we couldn't if we spread out all of that service we would be subpar service because we just didn't have enough time in the day to communicate with everybody so we also didn't want our Wilmington loyal customer base to not get the attention that they deserve that they've been buying from us for years and years and years and next thing you know they're on hold for two hours because (laughs) we're getting so many phone calls so um, we really I had to sit people down and say you know we had to say no to some business um, which I didn't like I don't like doing that but ultimately to keep our service levels up we just had to do that Um, so yeah all around (laughs) it's been a wild ride (laughs) but uh, we're having some different challenges this year with COVID but you know we're we're gonna have challenges every year Uh, hopefully we don't have challenges like this every year but uh, we just we've got to find ways to adapt and and scale up and scale down when we need to well and so that really set the blueprint for kind of you're like oh no sweat now you're saying there's this is we, we made it through Florence. This is nothing compared to that. In what way was it the same or in what way was it different if you had to pivot? Yeah, um, well, when, when 
We first started, what was it February of last year? Started hearing about the effects of COVID and, and people were starting to get scared. Um, I think everybody in any industry immediately thought worst case scenario, our demand is gonna drop off. We're not gonna have any customers. So scale down, scale down employees, scale down uh, inventory because if the government shuts us down for a month, two weeks to a month, we can't have all this inventory sitting on the ground, tying up money that's not being sold. So everybody's scaled down, um, preparing for the worst. Um, and ultimately, looking back, I don't think that we, we could, couldn't have known what, what the result would have been, but uh, I mean, our demand never stopped. So then with our inventory scaled down and, and our operations scaled down, demand never stopped. Uh, so we were a little bit underprepared with that. And then shingles, we couldn't get shingles. <laughs> I mean, we still can't get shingles. Like I, to this day, I could probably sell, I could sell 50% more shingles if I had them. And I don't have them. <laughs> <laughs> that is, is that what keeps you up at night? You're like, ah! <laughs> it's not, it, I have to check my expectations because I, I, I mean, I've been chasing customers for two and a half years and calling on customers for two and a half years that won't return my phone calls, that <laughs> have shut the door in my face. And now I'm getting calls from them that they buy from my competitors or loyal customers to my competitors and they can't find the shingles that they need. So they're calling me, which is great because on the one hand, that means I've stayed in the forefront of their mind is relevant. But um, also, you know, if I sell them to those customers, then I, I wouldn't have them for my loyal customers. It's a very strange time. Um, and I don't, like I said, I don't like saying no to anybody. Sure. I don't like passing off on a sale, but we've had to be very kind of selective about what new business we take on. Um, and I've had customers that have called me, like, I'm ready to give you all my business. And, and I'm like, I can't support your business right now. And that hurts my heart. <laughs> like I want, I want their business, and you know, but they they get frustrated with one of our competitors because they really the keys that they haven't been communicated well with. Um, I mean, I think now it's it's our job as distributors to help you as a roofer communicate to your customers about expectations um, as far as timelines and, and availability of materials and price increases and all sorts of stuff. And a lot of customers haven't been communicated with well enough, and that leads to frustration and that leads to making their job harder. And, um, and that's something that I think we do very well. Um, and so I don't want to commit to business that I can't support and can't have that high service level. So I have had to say, not no, but not right now. I, yeah. I can't do it. I, you know, I can't, I don't have enough shingles for you right now. I mean, and I hate that, but I hope, I hope I can help you maybe on in certain situations where you need something. Maybe I can help you out of a bind and maybe we can talk when I get more shingles. But right now, if you, if you're buying that brand, I'm kind of spent. Yeah, <laughs> I, right. I don't have any more shingles to sell you. Well, I think I think the level of transparency that you can just say yes, but not right now, makes that a little bit more. You know. Oh well, they know. I, they know I want the business. You know, so, I've been calling on them for two and a half years. <laughs> they know that I'm hungry for the business. It's definitely not a personal thing at all. But you know, and I think. I hope that a lot of people can understand that I've got to look out for customers who've been loyal to me. Right. And I'm not going to take shingles away from them. You know, I've right. got to reward oh, right. that loyalty. And so I've got to look out for them first and foremost. So, right. so I do. Which, <laughs> and it's, it's is, working out for me okay so far. So. Which is great. I, you know, I, and shifting a little bit, I just, it's, first of all, it's, it's Women's Month. 
And yes. we only get a month. I what? know. Right. <laughs> you know. I've been asked that so many times where I'm like, happy Women's Month. Every like, month. It's every month. Every month is Women's Month. <laughs> so in the guise of it's technically considered Women's History Month where you know, I can, we can elevate yeah. stories about women, um, mm-hmm. I think that... And I, I can say this from like the roofing perspective, it, it tends to see or come across as a very male dominated industry. Oh, absolutely. And you know, I feel the same with any kind of construction, mm-hmm. you know, job or industry, uh, what or whatnot. Um, is there any challenges or any advice you could give to someone who's going to be starting out in the business, like in like our business or mm-hmm. your business? Yeah, I think that. I think that women in general tend to to care a lot more about what they do uh, emotionally. I think I think that emotional involvement that tend that I'm not saying men can't be emotionally involved, but I think women naturally are more emotionally involved in what they do. And to me, I've seen success with that because I care so much about my customers. I care so much about you know being the best that I can be. And I, I will go home at night and I will think think about a problem until, you know, 10 o'clock when my head hits that pillow because I care so much. Um, and and I used to think when I first got into the industry that that was not so great, that, that being emotional and, and being emotionally tied to your job was could be seen as, as a flaw, as like a negative thing. But I mean, I've embraced it. And I, and I can only say that um, to anybody looking to hire women, you know, that I think the thing about being a manager is that you you find what people do well and you maximize that and you bring out the best in people and women i feel like are naturally more inclined to care more about their customers care more about the job that they do and and want to do a better job and like i said men can do that too um but i think that naturally women are more emotionally invested in it and so i think that if I could speak to people hiring women, and I think a lot of a lot of roofers already see that in uh, typically office manager positions, you know, organizing, uh, being able to kind of manage the chaos of the construction industry. I think that women have been filling that role for for quite a while. Um, but I also I don't want people to be to limit women to that role mm-hmm. as an office manager. You know, women can do so much more. They can they can get on a roof. They can nail down shingles. They can sell. You know, if if you're a homeowner. And, and you're a woman, and you, generally speaking, there's a male and a woman in a homeowner situation, not all the time, but most of the time. And you know, who do you feel comfortable with? Who do you feel comfortable selling to you? Now, I, I automatically feel more comfortable when a woman's selling to me. I, I identify with them, I trust them. Um, and so women can sell, women can roof, women can be office, spectacular office managers, women can own the company, you know? And I think that too, too often, because of our skill sets as women, we get uh, pigeonholed into a title and a job uh, because we're really good at it. And then, and then we're not seen as what, what we could do more than that. Um, so I think as a manager, I've, I've also found myself in situations where I've had a, a woman or women working for me and like, they're so good at organizing. Like they're so good at paperwork because they, <laughs> they're just, they're really good at that. And I have to stop myself sometimes and think, don't let yourself limit them because they're good at something. They can do more. What do they want to do? You know, I've, I've had discussions with women and say, you know, you're really good at this. And, and as a manager, that's great because that makes my job easier, my life easier. But what do you want to do? Yeah. Do you want to do this? Do you want to file paperwork and, and do things that are very important? But do you want to do that or do you want to do more? 
because you can do whatever you want to do. And, and I support you in that as your manager. So that was like a really roundabout no. way of answering no, your question. A, but. No. So I'm speaking to the GLOW like leadership, the Women's Academy or mm-hmm. whatnot um, c- coming up this month. And I really certainly am going to take some of those nuggets with me to have that conversation because mm-hmm. the entire reason for it is sky's the limit and women can do anything. Oh, absolutely. And you don't have to just do an office job, you yeah. can do something like work in construction. <laughs> I was listening to a um, Brene Brown podcast just the other week, and I hope that I get this phrasing right, but it said, why are women so concerned with breaking a glass ceiling in a building that a man built? Ooh, good one. <laughs> and I hope I didn't butcher that because it was it was really powerful, but it, you know, I, I think that we really are limitless, and, and as long as we'll see this, this trend of, of women becoming leaders and then turning around and helping the next woman behind them, you know, be a leader, and, and we're definitely getting somewhere in this industry. I mean, I see it with my company. I see women, you know, that I look up to that are, that are moving up the ranks, that are, they've, they've moved to our corporate office and they're representing our interests, and, you know, I just, the, the thing that I can do as someone who's, you know, marginally successful so far, it's just to look back at and, and who can I help? You know, who can I elevate and who can I bring with me on this ride? Um, and and I not just women either. Like I've I've got you know a great group of like younger people that work for me. I've got a great group of I've got a couple of um, Latino guys that they also get pigeonholed into yeah. uh, roles as well, just like women do. You know, I I just hired a guy. I hope it's okay that I'm talking about this, but. Um, he he was saying that his last job he translated a lot he translated between the guys in the field it was a different it wasn't roofing it was a different construction industry but between the guys in the field and the owners of the business and he was like i can't i will never get promoted because i'm they don't have anybody else to translate and I thought that was so sad that he was limited because he was good at something. And I think that, that can translate also to, to women and to any minority in any workplace is that you're good at something, so you're stuck doing that thing and you can't move on from it, even though you're vocal about it and you want to. And I think that that in itself should be a situation that we all avoid as leaders. That's Thank you. That's great <laughs> advice. Well, so to end end this podcast episode, like if people need to get in contact, if businesses like ours need to get in contact with you, what could they do? Um, like roofing companies? Yeah. 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 Um, my office, which uh, is my office line, is, is great. I've got three inside salespeople four inside salespeople and an assistant manager at my office that I, I have every confidence in the world that they, you know, represent our company well and, and I've empowered them to, to help people on the phone. So um, I'm thankful to say that my staff is just phenomenal at helping people. Um, so if anybody needs any help, uh, then call Superior Distribution. Uh, we're located by the airport and um, my whole staff is, is really eager to help with anything. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, yeah. Anna, for coming on and Thanks talking for to us. Me.